You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We have a lot to talk about. Good things. Some weird things. So buckle up. Welcome to the the danger zone known as the remnant. It's actually not that dangerous. It's actually good for you. I hope that you have joy and peace and that you have rest in your spirit today, no matter what's going on in your life or the situation around you. Have you seen what's going on up in Asbury University? Have you seen the move of God that's happening there? That's encouraging, isn't it? You know, the interesting thing about this whole thing, I just, I'm always marveled by the way social media works because it, it like takes over your feed. You know, if you see something that's happening, uh, you can always know what people, when, when everybody's getting on something, it's like everybody on my feed is posting about Asbury University. And it's, and it's understandable. There's a move of God there that's taking place. We're very happy to hear this. Uh, I what I like about it it's it's nameless and faceless it's not about a ministry it's not about a person it's about bringing glory to the king of glory you know we always talk about to know him and to make him known and God gives us a, what I call a recipe for revival in second chronicles 7:14 where he says if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear their prayers from heaven and I will heal their land. And that's what we need. We need a move of God. We need our land healed. Our land is in very critical condition. Uh, when, when, when a land is in critical condition, when somebody's in critical condition, like anything could happen. They're on life support. That's what's been happening in America. We're on life support. And we are in need of an authentic real move of the Holy Spirit of the living God. We need it. We can't live without it. It's either God or bust. It's either revival or bust. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, we're not gonna make it as a country unless we have a move of God, unless we return to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, unless we get on fire. I'm just gonna talk about this because I think transparency is so important. You know, I've been saying some hard things. If you've been listening to the show or following me on Facebook or social media, I've been saying some hard things, some of the most difficult things, some of the most difficult stances, and I've had to take some pretty difficult stances over the years, but these are some of the most difficult ever because I knew they weren't going to be the popular stance. But what's coming out of even what we're seeing at the ministry is that it focuses the attention from a person or some aberration or some the latest it thing or and that's what I'm going to talk about on today's broadcast I'm just going to go through a couple of these posts because I think that if you haven't read them these are I really believe these are from the Lord when we can when we can turn back to him and make it about him and not about us our desires our fears our doubts you know the things that we're discouraged about and we just turn it back to him we say, Lord, I want to bring it back to you. I want, I want it to be about you. I can get through all the, the crazy news. I mean, I could talk about how they're talking about the possibility of UFOs or 
the next presidential campaign or stagflation or, uh, you know, inflation or, you know, whoever's launching their presidential campaign. Big news, right? Does any of that really matter in the big scheme of things, though? I mean, sure, there's things in the natural that those things do have effect on. I'm not saying they don't. But what does God care about? What does he want for his people, for his church, for his body, for his ecclesia? Are we to focus on all these things? You know, the, the halftime show at the Super Bowl? Of course it's wicked. You know, the, the, the Grammys this year? Yeah, I mean, I do shows on this. I talk about it. You know, people say, why aren't you talking about Noah Harari or the World Economic Forum? I'm going to tell you. You want me to tell you? Because... Ultimately, and I do, I mean, more than any pastor that I know of, talk about a lot of these things. I mean, all you have to do is listen to my broadcast or see, you know, what we're talking about. We do talk about those things. So I do. But what does God say to focus on? He says, focus on what's pure, what's holy, what's righteous. Be about these things, his business, his business. And that's what I believe he wants us focused on, his business for his glory hallelujah hallelujah to know him and to make him known yes lord how can i be about your business lord what can i do to please you lord how can i grow in in you lord how can i go deeper in you god what can i do to be a better christian in this season How can I be more on fire? And so I'm going to go through a couple of these posts because I just think that, and if you heard the noise, it's because I had to uh, get on to Facebook for a second here to see my posts. Uh, So forgive me. Uh, I don't usually have that on the radio, but I'm I'm sitting here, uh, you know, literally. So this is my thoughts today as I was watching what's happening in Asbury, okay? Um, Revival is not about a person. It's not about a ministry, a name, a marketing campaign, a social media account, or how big your following is, any type of human plan or strategy. It's not about uh, an eloquent word that's given or an expensive conference. It doesn't require perfect worship or perfect people. It's not idolization of a particular preacher or prophet. Revival is about a sweet and tangible presence of the most high God encounter with the Holy spirit is so thick. It's so real. It's so intense. It's so memorable. You'll never forget it. That all you can do is weep in the presence of the God of heaven and earth and receive his love. When we get out of the way and we simply follow what he says to do, he will meet us in power. I believe with all my heart, it's time that the church returns to our first love. Who's our first love? Jesus Christ. It's all about him. Listen, this last week we had Valentine's Day, right? What is the greatest love of all? Who is the greatest lover of all time? It's God. How did we forget? Because you know why preachers started worrying about church growth strategies. They started worrying about the screen. You know, is this screen big enough? Is my my outfit expensive enough? I mean, it's so sad, but so true. 
A lot of the, and I'm not here to critique because I'm part of the body, but I'm just being real. The church became like a circus. You know, it was like, it was like just a bunch of distractions. And, and meanwhile, here's God the whole time saying, I want to move. Give me room to move. I want to move, but you got to give me the room. And we've got to get out of the way. And so this is what happens at Asbury's. And look, it's not some big preacher with the big promotion, the big flyer. And, and look, I'm a preacher. I do some promoting. I'm not saying I don't. And you know, do I make flyers? I do. But it's not about me. It's not about me. See, I had an encounter with the living God. I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit. And I touched the, the, the presence of God. It's like the woman that touched the hem of his garment. And many of you know what I'm talking about, and some of you don't. But if you don't, it's available to you too. That, that's what's missing in your life. It's not about the Christians that are arguing online and the people that make Christianity look ridiculous. It's not about the people that have hurt you or the preacher that needs a new Rolex or whatever. Look, that stuff, you know what? Just throw that away. What it's about is the greatest love of all. The greatest love of all is available to you. And that's the love of Christ. Yeah, I'm getting excited here in the studio. That's the love of Christ that's available to you, my friend. And that fills the void. Listen, I used to party. I used to go to clubs. I was, I was drunk a lot of times. Out of my mind. I don't even know how I got home sometimes. I've tried it all. I've tried promiscuity and being in the world and that whole thing. And I would be more and more and more empty. Every single time I would do it. It never filled the void. Somebody needs to hear this. You've been, you've been partying. You've been looking at pornography. You're looking for something to fill the void because you've been depressed and you've been down and you're trying to figure it out. And what God is saying is, look, it doesn't need to be complicated. It's simple. I love you. Come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. It's not about the latest it thing. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but I think we're on to something here. What do you say? We're on to something. The presence of God is moving even on this broadcast right now because that's what revival is. It's new life. It's new life. It's not a critical spirit. It's not a mean spirit. It's God moving on this earth. We'll be back. This is the Todd Kokonama Show. We'll be right back. On the mountains I will bow my life to the one who sent me there in the Yes I will lift my Thank you Jesus Thank you Lord Welcome back to the broadcast Thank you so much for being here Um I'm just rocked by the presence of God here today This is what's been happening lately We were doing a service the other day and I just started feeling the glory and I just I'm telling you, even right now, my eyes are just welling up, but just feeling the glory of how good God is. And I just know so many of you have been hurting out there, and it's like God is available for you. He loves you. You've been carrying a heavy weight, a heavy burden. He loves you. All right, I want to I want to talk about this other thing here. Uh, you know, people have been really into the prophets and the prophetic and 
I really believe that's we're on the tail end of that now. There's going to be some people that keep doing it, uh, reporting on all that, and that's going to be their main focus. But God is calling us to focus on him, not a person, not what somebody's saying. Sure, there's prophets. Sure, there's real prophecy. I'm not saying there's not. But it just, it became like a like an it thing for a while, you know? And that was probably after what happened with President Trump in the 2020 election and everything. And so, you know, people were looking for hope. And I'm not saying everything was wrong. There were some people giving some good words and uh, there was edification. There was things like that. But I think what happens is when anything, even a good thing, is over-enunciated and we get our focus off of the main mission, which is souls and the Great Commission and to spend time in the presence of God ourselves, to get recharged and refreshed. You say, well, I, you know, I was never involved in the prophet thing. Well, they, maybe you weren't, and that's good. And again, I'm not against prophets, and there's some good prophets. I have some friends that are prophets. I talk about this all the time. But here's the thing. Somebody says it's scriptural to judge the prophets. So let me just talk about this real quick. There's a scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians 14, 29. If you want to know the, uh, the context, it says, let two or three prophets speak and let the others pass judgment. So for anybody that's saying, you know, Is it scriptural to judge a prophecy? It is. Notice that the prophetic word is to be judged according to the scripture. Yeah, everything is. Nowhere does it say that we shouldn't judge prophetic words or any teachings. People say, what about pastors? Yes, test the spirits. Test the spirits. Is that the Holy Spirit? Lord, is that you? Is that you behind that? I want you, Lord. I only want to know what you want me to know. I want to be in your word. Know him and make him known. How do you do that? Faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. That's right. From the word of God. Paul writes, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. Galatians 1.8. What about this one? 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13 says this. For what have I to do with judging outsiders? Is it not those inside the church whom we're to judge? Uh, What? God judges those outside. Purge the evil person from among you. Hello? The evil person is going to be purged from among you, from the church. Inside the church are the people who were to judge. Did you know that? But we do it in love. And we don't become a heresy hunter. 1 Corinthians 5, 11, it says, but now I'm writing you not to associate with anyone who bears the name of a brother if he is guilty of sexual immorality or greed or is an idolater, a reveler, a drunkard, or a swindler, not even to eat with such a one. Importantly, Paul does not tell believers to judge whether or not these people are actual believers. That's for God to determine. However, they're known by their fruit. What does the Bible say? You know them by their fruit. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him who we must give account. 1 Corinthians 5, 12 through 13. Further, Paul explains that believers are to judge the actions of those in the church and not to have the jurisdiction. We don't have the jurisdiction to judge those outside of the church. God handles that. 
So the answer is simple. Are Christians to judge other Christians? Yes. Christians are supposed to hold each other accountable for our actions in love. But it's not our job to make judgments regarding someone else's position, whether or they are, you know, or not they're saved or not. If they're claiming to be a brother and sister in Christ, we have to receive their claim. We don't have to hang out with them. We don't have to be friends with them. And we're not to judge those outside of the church as God instructs us not to do that. Now, again, I'm not saying that we don't judge the person by their fruit. We just don't know if they're saved or not because that's up to God. That's my view on the scripture according to what we've interpreted here. It's important and often incorrectly stated and taught this whole thing because people say, don't judge. Don't judge me. Well, actually, scripture says if you're a Christian, if you're claiming to be a Christian, I'm not going to say whether you're saved or not because that's up to God, but I can judge you based on your fruit, based on your actions. And I can judge if you're teaching something incorrectly. I can say, hey, that's incorrect doctrine. People are, you know, they don't want to be corrected because everybody gets a, um, a trophy nowadays, you know, in this seeker-friendly environment. And, uh, you know, this cancel culture environment where everybody, you know, everybody wins, everybody gets a trophy. You know, there's no competition anymore. Just, everybody gets it. Well, then that makes it not special. It's not special anymore. Because there's something about those, those Olympians or those people that work so hard and train and build up endurance and tenacity and stick to to be able to actually be able to accomplish something in life. That's why you got so many people who don't even want to work. It's very important to walk in God's love, his grace, his mercy. We must have mercy and grace. Too much is given, much is required. God has forgiven a wretch like me. That's why I have tremendous grace. And God wants us to focus on what's pure and what's righteous and holy and to be about his business. But there is a biblical truth and timing for judgment within the church, according to scripture, done in love. It's like a mic drop right there. Boom. I heard a a preacher slash prophet, and he was just saying, you know, in, in his prophecy, that no one should judge his prophecies or any of his friends' prophecies. Well, that's actually against Scripture. That's why I had to mention this. He's a very prominent person. A lot of people know this person. And he came out with this prophetic word, and he was talking about, you know, hey, don't, you know, that's God's job. You don't have to do that. Well, actually, that's not true. It says it right here. 1 Corinthians 14, 29. Let two or three prophets speak and let the others pass judgment. Why does it say two or three prophets? Because in the mouth of two or more witnesses, my word is established. So I think it's the, the bottom line is we just got to get back to the word. I'm not angry at all, by the way. I'm actually very happy and in the presence of God. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get more into this Asbury situation in just a few minutes here. I think it's important. And I also want to talk about something called exotic Christianity. What's exotic Christianity, Pastor Todd? What does that mean? We're going to get into that in this next segment here. Very important show. This is like, you know, people say, well, do you do the news? I do do the news a lot, but this is like Christian news. You know, it's like revival news. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. We're going to talk about it. That's what we do on this show. And we go to the scripture because I'm just the messenger. I don't make, you know, I'm just saying like, you have to listen to me. I say, test the spirits on me. Ask the Holy Spirit. Is this pastor, is this man saying truth, God? Is he speaking from from your mouth, from your heart? Is he speaking from your word? Test the spirits on me. Amen. All right, we'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconato Show, pastortodd.org. 
PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. I'm so thankful that you are here today. So excited to see what God is doing in our country. We're not done yet. We've got to get some things right, though. That's good. We're not done yet, though. Um, all right, let me get into this. Uh, I call it... Um, it's kind of interesting. I... It's an interesting concept, but I call it uh, exotic Christianity. What is exotic Christianity? Well, it's it's not good. It's it's actually not good, but that's why we're, we're going to explain this for anybody that doesn't understand. So what I'm saying is that many people are looking for an exotic version of Christianity. What's the latest it thing in the church? I call it the red meat, you know, and it hurts people because it isn't focused on the Bible or on the spirit of God. But rather, it's focused on being new. It's like a secret type of knowledge that makes you feel like you have some inside information. Right? Have you seen some of this? Here's the problem. If the gospel message in the Bible is boring, and so you seek something exotic, it's no different than some of the other incorrect teachings and even other false religions. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So is his word. And unless we build our house on that firm foundation, the firm foundation, we are not sustainable in Christ. This is why you hear people saying, Pastor Todd, I'm holding on by a string. I don't know how much longer I can make it. I hear that a lot. Now, listen, have I been at a place in my life before in Christ when I was going through a tough season where it was kind of like that? Yeah, I have. So I am very sympathetic. I'm not making fun of you if you feel like that right now. But here's the thing, okay? Again, it goes back to the firm foundation, accountability, discipleship, mentorship, sustainability in Christ. His word is the same. It was there in the beginning. Jesus is the word. The word is living. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The word became flesh. No one is to change or usurp the word of God. It even says that, by the way, in the scripture. It says, do not touch the Bible. Do not change anything. Anytime somebody seeks an exotic version of quote-unquote Christianity, this should be a huge red flag as it's only sustained by someone else's personality. It's like a follow, you know, like you follow this person so much, what are they going to say? What are they going to do? It's like, a, it's a personality. That's what, like, you know, when they when they have like a Rush Limbaugh or a, um, uh, you know, Sean Hannity or any of these people, what do they call them? They call them radio personalities. Now, I'm not saying that we don't follow different people and, you know, we can't have people that we listen to. Obviously, you can. But the thing is, like, have they become an idol is what I'm saying. There shall be no other gods before our God. The Lord our God is one. And thou shalt love the Lord with all thy heart and thy mind, thy soul and thy strength. Why does God say that? Because why does he say with all thy heart? Because he doesn't want you having another God in your life, another idol in your life. And sometimes people in the name of Christ become an idol. And that's why I'm saying it can't be about their personality. It's about Jesus. You're you're so in the presence. You're so in the river of living water that you can't even get, I mean, you're you're just entrenched. You're, you're, You're totally engulfed in the river. 
You're flowing in the river of living water. You're in the spirit of God. He's moving in such a way in your life that it's not about what this one said or that one said. Or I mean, look, that's nice. And, you know, if it bears witness in your spirit or there's some kind of cool thing that they said that helps you in your in your faith walk, of course. I mean, that's what fivefold ministry giftings are for. So, you know, I'm not like Mr. Anti-Prophet. I've just been talking about this lately because it's an area that we had to talk about, just like we had to talk about government and politics for a while because that was where the battle is. We go where the battle is. There's a war. We're in a spiritual war. And so where the battle is, like, you know, if you're in a war, I mean, think about this. Like, there's a war right now in in Ukraine. We'll just use that as an example. Am I for that war? No. But there's a war there, right? So let's just think about this. So, like, if the Ukrainian army wanted to engage with Russia, would they go to Alabama? Would they go to Georgia? Would they go to New York? No, they'd go to where? Where the battle's at. And so Christians, as Christians, we go to where the battle is at sometimes because we're taking back the territory. We're advancing for the kingdom of God. And so when the battle was in in the political sphere, and, and of course, I still think that we need to occupy all areas as the head and not the tail, as the church, because culture is downstream of the church. So yeah, we still we gotta we still gotta be involved politically, and we gotta be involved in the school systems, and we gotta be involved in the community, and we gotta be involved in the local level, and we gotta be, we're Christians. We occupy. We're an occupying force. Occupy until he comes, the word of God says. So yes. But you know, people say, well, why did you get so involved in politics? Because that was where the battle was. And right now there's a battle in a certain area of Christianity because people have over enunciated and they've made idols of man. And not that the the initial office is bad of an office of a prophet. I love prophets. I have great friends, good friends of mine that I talk to all the time. But that's where the battle's been because what's happened is it's plucked out Christians or new believers and got them disoriented. So now what's happening is God's right-sizing and he's bringing order and he's, he's allowing certain things to come out so that we then get back. And so all of a sudden there's this revival that's happening now. And look, it's not about the biggest prophet. You don't see, it's not like prophet so-and-so that's there. You notice that? When the spirit of God is moving there and it's so pure, why is God allowing that? Because he wants to show us like, look, this is me moving. It's just a bunch of kids that started praying and worshiping the Lord on their faces and their knees. They're tired of the gender confusion. They're tired of the lies and the propaganda of the fake news media. They're tired of all the infighting in the church. They're tired of it all. So what did they do? Did they get crazy and angry and bicker and get all engaged in some big social media fight, which we all have done a little bit of from time to time? Let's just be real. But no, they got on their faces in chapel and started repenting and crying out to God. And the Lord says, what? He says, he's with you even until the end of the age. He says, if my people, if my people who are called by my name, you're called by his name, by the way. And so anytime someone seeks an exotic version of Christianity, there's a red flag. Like I said, faith comes from hearing, hearing from the word of God. There's a lot of arguments about this because people don't want their party rained on. But if you want to endure until the end, somebody's got to love you enough to tell you the truth. The key is to get back to the Bible. Souls, kingdom business, study yourself approved. There's no biblical argument for this type of red meat version of Christianity, clickbait version of Christianity. Somebody's always got to come up with the latest thing, the new thing. They got to keep their 
audience like, you know, hanging on. Here it is now. You know, I'm going to deflect and it's actually about this. It's about Noah Harari now. No, it's not. It's not about Noah Harari. It's not about, oh, you can't call out a prophet. No, it's not about any of that. It's about Jesus. Humble, contrite hearts. That's why people have to make up excuses. Like I said, they, they reflect, they defect because they're confronted and they don't have a biblical argument for what they're trying to do. They don't have a biblical argument. They're afraid they're going to lose their position. They're afraid, well, you know what? Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain. That's what the scripture says. People say, well, it's all division. It's not division because how is it division when people are saying, get back to God, get back to the heart of worship, get back to the scripture? That's not division. That's truth. There's going to be longevity in that. You mark my words. That's what it's about. It's not about, look, I'll, I'm the first one to tell you it ain't about Todd Coconado, it ain't about my ministry. This is God's ministry. It's not about my ministry. Come on. The minute I start making it about me or I got to bring in a certain amount of money, look, we're just excited that we can do what we do every month and give glory to God and praise God. Some of you support us. Thank you. But I'm not putting out the red meat because I know that's only going to last for a short period of time and eventually that's going to go away. And then what are those people going to do? Because they got to come up with some new market strategy. They got to come up with some new thing all the time because they're not built on the solid rock. You are going to be built on the solid rock. God led you here today. Look, I don't care if you ever remember my name. Just listen to what the Spirit of God is saying today. God didn't spare my life from nine stab wounds and one in the heart so that I would get on here and lie to you and become the problem, okay? Now, when you have something, some of you know what I'm talking about. When you've been through something real in your life, and you've had an encounter with a living God, I'm no better than you. I'm just saying, I'm speaking a real right now. Those of you that are real, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking to the real out there, the authentic. Okay, when you've had a real thing in your life that rocked your world, and you almost lost your life, and God spared it, and you know you owe him, you know, and you know he's real, and you've had an encounter. I'm talking about the kind of encounter where you start weeping because you just can't stop weeping because it's the glory, it's the presence, it's the fire, it's the anointing. That can't be faked, friends. It can't be faked. It can't. So I love you enough to tell you the truth, and anybody speaking the truth, they love you enough to, too, because it's not always popular. And as I say, that doesn't make me perfect. I'm not per I'm not sitting here saying I'm perfect. I'm just saying, look, go go to the one who is. Go to the one who is perfect. See, that's the problem. A lot of people are trying to walk around acting like they're so perfect. They got it all figured out. Look, I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't got it all figured out, but I know the one who does. He's perfect. He's sinless. He's got it all figured out because he made this whole thing. He made you. I feel the glory in this place today. Let me tell you, somebody's getting a breakthrough on this broadcast right now. You're, it's clicking. You've been wondering what this whole thing is about. See, people couldn't understand at first. They couldn't understand what's going on. Oh, my gosh, there's division. No, God is right-sizing. He's, he's correcting. He's course-correcting. This is about you because he loves you so much. This is about you. He loves you so much and you have a brain and you have a spirit 
and there's something in your spirit and you know that what is being spoke today is the truth. So you could take it or leave it, but I'm not going to go and be pressured into lying to you or trying to be part of the crowd just so that everybody leaves me alone, stops saying, oh, you're the bad guy or whatever. Look, let me be the bad guy if I need to, because I know I'm not. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to go along with things that go against the Bible or biblical Christianity. I'm not going to do it. Sorry. It's not going to happen here. Sorry, not sorry, actually. I could easily point out many things. I could do videos. I could, I could expose the whole thing. I could be like one of those heresy hunters and just like lay it all out for you. But you know what? You don't need that. And I don't need to do that. And that probably would bring division. That probably would be divisive. I don't need to do all that. I mean, if I'm forced to do that at some point, if the Lord tells me to do it, I'll do it. But I don't think I need to do that because what we're doing here is we're just saying, look, go back to the source. Connect with the source and then you're going to be right-sized. You're going to be course-corrected. That, that's the whole thing. Like, that's what Christianity is about. Do we get it perfect? No, that's why he says, die to your flesh daily. People say, well, you got it wrong here. We got, look, I am a human being. I have never told you that I'm perfect. I've never said that I don't mistakes, but I, what I have said to you is that I had an encounter with the living God and he is real. And I'm here to tell you that he is real. And what I'm here to do is, you know, if you're not connected to the source, I want to connect you to the source, the source of power. You're going through a financial challenge, the source of your finances, the abundance, Jehovah Jireh, your provider, Jehovah Nisi, you know, Jehovah Shalom the God of peace. I'm telling you right now, if you connect to the source, you're going to be set up for success. Hallelujah. Somebody's getting this. I'm telling you. Somebody's getting it. All right. Uh, we got one more segment of this broadcast today. Stick around. I think God's going to tie some loose ends here. This is the Todd Coconado Show. PastorTodd.org. We'll right back. Yes. Welcome back to the broadcast. It's the music of Walter and Holly Halliwell, who do our Sunday services. If you've never tuned into the Sunday service, if you like the broadcast, you're like, I didn't even know you had a Sunday service. We do. It's available if you go to toddcoconado.com or on my Facebook page, uh, which is uh, very simple, at Real Todd Coconado. C-O-C-O-N-A-T-O. And uh, we have uh, a series on Revelation that we've been doing, by the way, uh, and the Lord has been meeting us in power. And, um, you know, it's like amazing to see how Revelation has come into life before our eyes. Uh, I mean, have you noticed the CDBC, which is the central bank digital currency that they're talking about rolling out in all these countries around the world? It's a digital currency. We've been talking about the... uh, the, the just how crazy it is with like the mark of the beast and you think how that's going to be accomplished at some point and then you look at the cdbc and you look at digital currencies and well there you go i mean think about it they try to censor people on social media if they don't like what you have to say have you known anybody that's posted something and their facebook either got completely blown up or at least got restricted have you been in facebook jail i would probably imagine that a good portion of those that listen to this broadcast have at some point been in Facebook jail <laughs> because we speak truth and we're the remnant and the remnant uh, is not liked by Facebook. Notice that like nowadays the media, 
Facebook, these companies, they don't like pastors and Christians because, you know, why? We're the ones that are flying over the radar. We're the ones that have discernment and wisdom. Speaking about discernment, that's the key to this all. As we right size, as we, as we get into the, you know, the flow of what God actually has for us in his perfect will, you know, to, to go back to him, to the word. Some of you say, well, I've grown so much listening to the prophets. Well, that's good. I'm, I'm not mad at you if that, if that is the fruit of it, if you've really grown. But the, the problem that I have is, unfortunately, there's a lot of newer believers, and I've spoke about this quite a bit, new, newer believers and the deal is like they they just came to know Jesus and they think that Christianity, I've talked about it a lot, you know, they think Christianity is following prophets and listening to what they say. That's not Christianity. That's not biblical Christianity. That's a new version. That's the exotic version I was talking about. So let me just surmise this whole thing here because my main mission is that you're you're growing deeper in the Lord, in the Lord, in, in, in his presence, in his glory that you are, you are experiencing the true God of heaven and earth, the, the one the Bible tells us about, his agape love, you know, because revival's spreading, and you can be a part of it. And what it, what it takes is us saying, I surrender. You know that old song, I surrender all, I surrender all. I mean, you know, I don't need to serenade you here, but, you know, that's what we got to do. Take it back to the heart. That's what's happening right now. We're taking it back to the heart. We tried, look, a politician, great. Like, I liked Trump. I'm, I'm not against Trump. I still pray for Trump. I hope that he becomes president again. You know, some of you say, well, I don't. Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, look, that's, we're not here to argue. But the thing is, my hope isn't in Trump. The ministry is not built around Trump. The ministry is built on the solid rock. We need to be built on the solid rock. We figured it out. A politician isn't going to be the one that saves the country. I hate to break it to you. So how do we respond? Well, that's the question I ask myself. You know, I ask myself uh, when, when there's anything that's happening that requires me to go to the Lord and to seek his face and to make it, a, a you know, uh, really about him and not about me like I talk about, you know. We have a choice in how we react and respond. If we get a, in agreement with what God is doing and we seek his perfect will, we're going to be set up for success no matter what, no matter what's happened. You say, I'm in a tragic situation. I've lost my job. I don't have any money in the bank, Pastor Todd. You sound really happy right now. Do I understand where you're at right now? You better believe I do. Because I'm going to tell you, you asked my wife, have we had months where we had no money in the bank? We had absolutely no, no we didn't know what we we're going to do. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I came to a new state. We were simply being obedient to the Lord. We left the, the ministry that we hadn't, you know, I had in California for 17 years. And we came out to a new, a new area because the Lord called us out here. We were just being obedient out here in Nashville. And I had no idea what was going to happen. And then COVID hit and there was a bomb in the city of Nashville, by the way, before COVID. And there was a tornado before COVID. And we get to the city and it's like everything's going haywire. And then COVID hits, right? I mean, so... Have I understood like times when like I'm looking at the wall and I'm like, I have no idea what's going to happen right now. You may be in that situation right now. What about, what about when, you, when you go through a divorce? I mean, that, that can be more painful than death. Those of you that have been through divorces, you know what I'm talking about. It can be more painful than death. It's, it's like being ripped apart because the two become one and then you're ripped apart. 
And it's so hurtful and it's so painful. Somebody on here knows what I'm talking about. And, and you may not have healed from that yet. And that's why I'm bringing this up right now. You may have not healed from that yet. Or you've remarried, but you still got wounds. You've taken those wounds into your new marriage. And what God wants to do right now, right now, this is revival, new life. Right now, he wants to heal you from that in Jesus' name. I'm gonna pray for you right now in Jesus' name. Heal the wounds, Lord. Heal the wounds. Heal the brokenness. Heal the wounds in Jesus' name. Right now, right now. The devil's a liar. He's under your feet. He's defeated. You have authority to trample on scorpions and devils. In Jesus' name, it's done. Don't take it with you another day. Lay it down. It's done. Right now, it's done. It's done. In Jesus' name, authority in the name of Jesus. The demons tremble in the name of Jesus. The demons flee in the name of Jesus. Now listen, somebody on here, we're gonna get through a couple of things before we go here. You've been dealing with pornography. I'm talking to some women right now too because you've been alone, lonely, and the world has told you it's okay. But it's opened a door in your life and it's a bigger door than you even realize because it's a door of compromise. Again, no one's perfect. Are there many people on here, including men, that understand what you're going through? Yes. We're going to break it right now. Close that door. Don't give those demons the attention. Don't give them the, the, the right over you because you have allowed an open door in your life. We, we cancel the assignment in the name of Jesus now. Strength. Strength over them. Strength in Jesus' name. Strength. Give them the fortitude. Give them the stick to it in this. Give them the tenacity. Break it now in Jesus' name. You will not watch pornography again. Receive that now. Receive it. You will not watch pornography again in the name of Jesus. It's done. You say, what is going on on the radio right now? Yes. Yes, God is moving. He's moving right now. This is the spirit of the Lord. On my best day of speaking, I can't make you feel what you're feeling right now. That's the presence of the almighty God. And you can have them too, by the way. That's right. You can have them too. It's a free gift of salvation. It's a free anointing that comes from the Holy Spirit. There's no charge. The charge is that you repent. You turn from your wicked ways. You accept him as Lord and Savior. That's all he wants. He wants you. He loves you. I'm going to just go out on a limb here. There's a couple people that are lonely right now. And we just went through Valentine's Day weekend, week and all that. And then it's like a Hallmark holiday. It's like this big deal now, you know, and, and all these people are posting their pictures. I know how it is. You don't think I was sitting there single for many years watching everybody on social media posting their pictures. Everything's so great. Their life is so great. Well, first of all, I tell you guys this a lot. I talk to a lot of married couples that make it look like it's amazing online. And like, really, they're like, Pastor, I need your help. Marriage can be difficult. And marriage is always uh, a challenge. Even when you have a good marriage, there's things that come up, by the way. So it doesn't solve your problems. I'm just going to tell you the truth. It doesn't solve your problems. And if you go into it broken, you got to still deal with that brokenness. Okay, and that's why you need healing, and that's why you got to fight for your healing. I had to fight for my healing. you got to fight for your healing, right? So I'm going to just say this right now to the lonely person out there that's had a bad week, a tough week, in Jesus' name, filled right now, filled up, filled up, filled up, filled up. In the name of Jesus, filled up, overflowing. Let your heart receive that right now. Overflowing, overflowing, overflowing. Abundance in your heart, flowing over, filled up. The oil of the anointing of the spirit of living God coming upon you right now. The devil is a liar. 
He's a liar. He's such a liar. Why do we listen to him? Why do we listen to that, that devil all the time? He's a total liar. All right. I hope you got something out of this today. I really felt like the presence of the Lord is moving. You know, when I have like, I tell people when I feel like a warmness in my hand and I'm praying, I know somebody's being touched of the spirit right now and I feel that right now. If you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, do it today, my friend. Do it today. Don't wait another day. Please don't wait another day. Do it today. Receive the Lord today. He's so good. He's so worthy. He loves you so much. Don't go another day without him. Hallelujah. All right, pastortodd.org. Tune in to the Sunday service. We bless you. We love you. We'll be back again next week. Well, thank you again for listening to the broadcast today. If you're listening to this, you are tuning into the podcast. And so thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for being a part of everything that God is doing here. And we just appreciate you. And if you want to partner with us, uh, please feel free to do so. It would be a blessing. We need your support. I got a busy month of March and some really big expenses ahead um, just in all the logistics of everything. Um, we're actually going to be bringing, I think, I don't know yet, but I'm, I'm well, I better not say. But we, might, we might bring some of our team out with us to uh, Bakersfield at uh, Mario's Tank Crusade out there. And, and there's just a lot going on. I'm preaching in California. Um, you know, there's just a lot. I haven't been back to Southern California. Southern, like where I used to pastor. I haven't been in that actual part of Southern California since I left, uh, you know, like three years ago. So this is going to be an interesting thing going back to back to where we pastored and, and speaking right there, like two miles from there at Chatsworth Foursquare in March. How cool is that, right? Um, so hopefully our whole church will come over and say hi. That would be cool. I'd love to see you all if you listen to this. Um, it's going to be like a reunion, you know? So, so many good things. God is moving. I hope this encouraged you today. God is moving in your situation. He's moving. Speak to the mountain. Tell him, move in Jesus' name. The mountain's got to move. The mountain's got to move. What does it say? Faith of a mustard seed can move the mountain. And I just believe this is a time for you to receive the breakthrough. Yeah, the world's going crazy. Yeah, everything's going crazy in the, in the economy and the this and the that and all the bad news from the fake prophets of Baal out there. But you're in God's economy and you are a child of the Most High God. And I'm just believing this is your season of breakthrough. I'm believing it. Just receive it today. This is your season of breakthrough. All right, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon.